Me, does she? Yes, she does. What's the matter? Isn't she contented just to live here? Must she intrude even when I'm trying to read? She say for me to tell you this. I tell you that is all I know. All right, Dora, let her come in. But you are to do something for me. Yes, Mr. Benton. Whatever it is, I do it. You are to listen outside the door when Irene comes in. Listen. And remember everything she says. Many years I worked for you, Mr. Benton. Never do you ask me to do something like Never that. Never mind whether you ever did it before. Do it now. And get her in here right away, do you hear me? Right away. Yes, 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 Mr. Benton, I hear you right away. Miss Benton, go, go in here, please. Thank you, Dora. Well, well, what is it, Irene? Uncle Walter, You I... what? Confounded girl, what is it? Uncle Walter, I want to leave this house. I'm going away. Good, goodbye. I've come to ask for a favor. I'll need some money, just enough to get started in another city, just until I get a job. You'll need some money, will you? And you think I'll give it to you? Haven't I done enough for you? Haven't you lived here with me for ten years, ever since your father died? Yes, that's true. Well, what's the matter? Isn't this house good enough for you? Does everybody starve you? you work too hard around here? Uncle Walter, you don't want me here. You've only kept me with you so you could have me near enough to hurt every time you wanted to. You hated my father, and you've never done anything but make me pay for the way you felt about him. No, I'm cruel, am I? You're the meanest man in the world. I can't stay here any longer. I've become a good textile designer. I can get a job. But I don't want it to be anywhere near you. I'm afraid of being near you. Afraid, are you? You're afraid of what I might do to you? No, Uncle Walter, it isn't that. I'm afraid of what I might do to you. Thomas, what is it? Uh, Mr. Benton is still waiting to see you, Mr. French. All right, send him in. French, what's the idea of keeping me waiting? Sit down, Benton, and don't scream at me. I don't scare easily. Oh, you don't, huh? Good. French, you put in a bid for the Cooperated Industries construction job. Lowest bid they got. You're going to get the order. Well, what about it? You're going to get the order, but you're not going to take it. Oh, I'm not, eh? And why not? Because my firm made the second lowest bid, and when you tell Cooperated you won't take the order, it'll go to me, and I want it. What makes you think I'm going to tell Cooperated that? A little information I happen to have about you and what you were before you came to this city. I said I don't scare easily, Benton, but I want to add to that. I don't bluff easily either. Bluff? I'm not bluffing, French. I never bluff. Let me read you a report. A report I assure you I'd have no hesitancy in reading to Mrs. French and your children if you force me to. I'm listening. <clears throat> Washington, D.C., December 1918. This is a clipping from a Washington paper, French. Listen. Washington, D.C., December 1918. The State Department today released a list of men who were wanted for draft evasion in the World War. Men who so far have not been apprehended. Among wait a minute, wait a minute, Benton. How'd you get that clipping? A friend of mine got it for me. I had to pay him a lot to trace your background, but he did, and he got me this. And, French, I intend to do just what I said I would. If you don't... Get out of here, Benton. Get out. Get out? Sure, I'll get out. I'll get out when you tell me you aren't accepting the cooperated order. I've got to take it, Benton. I'd put every dime I could lay my hands on into a plant that could handle that assignment. I can't give it up. No. Well, I'm not an unreasonable man. I'll give you until tomorrow morning to decide which it is you can't stand. 
bankruptcy or disgrace. You mean that, don't you? Of course I mean it. You know me well enough to know I mean it. Yes. Yes, I know. One thing I don't know, how a man like you is allowed to live. I don't know one other thing either. And that is, why don't I do something about that? Well... You can put your shirt on, Mr. Benton. Examination's over. I know it's over. And I know I can put my shirt on if I want to. I know what's wrong with me. Am I improving? That's what I want to know. I'm not sure. You're a doctor, aren't you? What do you mean you're not sure? I need some time to check some laboratory reports. Can't tell you anything definite right now. Can't tell me anything definite? What kind of a doctor are you? I was a good one. Until I accepted you as a patient. No, I'm not so sure. You're not sure about anything, are you? Aren't you forgetting a little conversation we had when I first came to you? Very well, then, stop stalling. I want to know how I'm getting on and how long I have to live. You really want to know? Yes. Well, Mr. Benton, in my opinion, you may not live until morning. But your death may not be from natural causes. Kind of quiet here at the station, eh, Sergeant? Yeah, Kelly, but I'm not complaining. When would you go out in your beat? Oh, I got another 10, 12 minutes yet, Sergeant. Want me to run out and get some coffee? No, no, thanks. Just the same. Here, Kelly, take a look at my book. All that's happened since I came on duty is one woman who lost her husband, one woman who lost her dog, and two traffic accidents. Slowest night I can remember. Hey, look at that guy who just came in. Look at the way he's walking. A man. Hi, you. What's the matter? You in trouble? Yes. Yes, officer. I'm Walter Benton. I want to report a murder. Murder? Who's dead? I am. Why did Mrs. Markham say she'd meet us, Markham? She said she'd come from the theater, and if we got through at the club early, we were to meet her on this corner, Vance. That sounds to me like she really didn't think you'd make it. My, my, such doubts for a wife to have about this city's rising young district attorney. Oh, she doesn't doubt me, Vance. She knows that when you and I start talking, neither of us realizes the time. Markham, you're my most loyal adherent and staunchest ally. <laughs> was kind of good to get away from crime for one evening, wasn't it? Excellent. That is, if you hadn't treated a chess game the way you treat a murder... I don't think I know what you mean. Don't you? That's when I play chess with you, I'm the murderer. Everything I do or intend to do, you seem to know. And furthermore, you know how to check me. Murder construction Hear that, Markham? I certainly did. Hey, boy, I'll take a paper. Right, Max, here you are. Gee, thanks. Extra, extra, read all about it. Murder, Rick. Murder, eh? Funny that you weren't notified at the club, Markham. I can't understand it. I can now. I left word that I wasn't to be disturbed, and so the club attendant figured that meant you weren't to be given any calls either. Yeah, it must be. Read this with me, Vance. The most unusual murder in police history took place tonight when a man identified as Walter Benton, wealthy head of the Benton Construction Company, staggered into the West 80th Street station, announced that he had been murdered, and fell dead at the feet of Sergeant Michael Hoskins, patrolman Gustav Kelly. Well, the rest is to tell. Unimportant, I'd say, at a rough glance. Well, Vance? I'm afraid Mrs. Markham is going to miss us on this corner, Markham. But then she didn't really expect we'd be here, I suppose? No, she didn't. 
I'm going to headquarters right now, Vance. You'd like to come? I think not. I think I'm going to visit Walter Benton's house. Perhaps murder, like charity, begins at home. The police, they were here. You are more police? No, my name is Philo Vance. I'm a private investigator. I'd like to ask you some questions. No. You ask me nothing. I do not know anything. So you ask me nothing. You know how long you've worked for Mr. Benton, don't you? Twelve years. Twelve years I've been here. But I don't do anything. The police, they ask me many questions, but I don't do anything. I can tell them nothing. Who else lived here? You must know that. Who else lived here? I... I... I live here, Mr. Vance. I heard you questioning Dora. I know. You were standing outside the door, and your shadow was very evident across the threshold. I was just wondering how long it would be before you announced yourself. You may go, Dora. Oh, oh go? Oh, yes. Yes, I go. I go. I, I'll fix some soup for you, Miss Irene. Thanks, Dora. Miss Irene. Irene what? Benton. Walter Benton was my uncle. His father and mine were brothers. You live here? Yes. I have since my father died. You don't seem particularly concerned about your uncle's death? My uncle was the meanest man in the world. He deserved to die. I hardly think that's your decision to make. Or was it? Excuse me, Mr. Benton. Hello? Hello. I believe Mr. Philo Vance is there. May I talk to him, please? This is Mr. Markham. Just a minute. For you, Mr. Vance. Mr. Markham. Thank you. Hello, Markham. Vance, we've just discovered the cause of death in the Benton case. He'd been poisoned, loaded with poison, the medical examiner says. I just thought you'd like to know. Thank you, Markham. What kind of poison was it? Carborium chloride. Any developments on your end, Vance? Not yet. I'll be in touch with you, Markham. Good enough. Yes. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you, Dora, but I think I'll go up to my room. I hope you'll excuse me, Mr. Vance. I really don't have any choice, do I? Oh, Dora. Yes? Don't you leave me. I'm not quite through in this house, and I'd rather not be alone. Well, what is it you want? I might be interested in some of that chicken broth you made. That is for Miss Irene, not for you. <laughs> what is this great power I have over the opposite sex? Dora, what was that? Sounds like bottle break. Sounded like that to me, too. Where is Miss Irene's room? The top of stairs. Thank you very much. Where you go, Mr. Vance? Where you go? Miss Benton. Oh, in there, eh? Well, what have we here? Besides a couple of broken bottles. Been pouring the contents of them down the drain, haven't you? What about it? Supposing I have. The bottles are broken, but the labels are intact. Well, let's see now. Carborium chloride. You have excellent hearing, Miss Benton. I don't know what you mean. I think you do. I think you overheard Mr. Markham telling me on the phone just now that your uncle died of poisoning and that carborium chloride was the poison used. Yes? Yes. You knew that you had carborium chloride in your room, so you ran up to dispose of it before I'd find it. I see by the designing equipment in this room that you had a use for the carborium. Handy in textile dyeing, wasn't it? So what if it was? What if I did try to get rid of it just now? Do you think that that proves I killed my uncle? You did overhear what Mr. Markham told me. Yes, I did. I heard him say that carborium chloride killed my uncle. And you did catch me trying to get rid of that carborium I had here. But do you think that that proves I killed him? No. No, Miss Benton, I don't think it proves that at all. In fact, I think it proves you didn't. <laughs> Markham, I'm in my own office. I'm quite sure we won't be overheard, so don't worry. But, Vance... I'll listen to what you have to tell me in a moment. But it's important. So is what I have to tell you. Listen, Markham, I know for a fact that Irene Benton can be removed from our suspect list. She didn't poison her uncle, despite the fact she broke several bottles of carborium chloride that were in her room. 
How do you know she didn't? She tried to destroy them after you told me it was carborium that caused Walter Benton's death, Markham. If she had poisoned her uncle, she'd have known what killed him. Would have destroyed the poison long before I got to the house. Uh, Vance, that's the most logical explanation of a completely contradictory act I ever heard. She tried to destroy the poison because she believed that if we found it, we would suspect her. That's right. Uh-huh. Now, Markham, now that I've removed one suspect from this case, tell me your news. I have a suspect to replace the one you took away. In a secret pocket in Walter Benton's clothes, Sergeant Heath found a clipping from a Washington, D.C. newspaper. A clipping dated December 1918. Yes? It named a group of men wanted for draft evasion in World War I. And one of the men is in this city now. And what's more, he was a business rival of Walter Benton's. His name is Martin French. Apparently, Benton was using the clipping to blackmail him. Apparently. You know, Markham, Irene Benton told me that her uncle was the meanest man in the world. I'm beginning to think she was right. But we've still got to find out who killed him. This is District Attorney Markham. The meanest man murder case began when Walter Benton announced he'd been murdered and then fell dead in police headquarters. Benton lived with his niece, Irene, and a housekeeper, Dora. But neither has been of any help to either Philo Vance or the police in establishing who poisoned Benton. However, we have uncovered a suspect in Martin French, an industrial rival of Benton's, whom we suspect Benton was blackmailing. The man we have watching French has reported to us that he was last seen entering the office of Philo Vance. We don't know what he's doing there, but we do know... Mr. Vance, this is a strictly business proposition. I'm a businessman. I want to pay you to establish my innocence in the death of Walter Benton. If you're guilty, you couldn't pay me, Mr. French. If you're innocent, you won't have to. Oh, don't beat around the bush, Vance. I'm a prize suspect, and I know it. Now, Benton knew something about me I didn't want known. Now that he's dead, it'll come out. I know it will. And I'm not prepared to face going on trial for Benton's death. I didn't kill him. You've got to help me prove that. I'm not an attorney, you know, Mr. French. Yes, I know, I know. You're a private investigator, the best in the business. And, and I want to hire you to prove I didn't kill Benton. Hire you to prove who did. Put it that way. Maybe that'll sound better to you. You don't have to hire me for that. I'm trying right now to find Benton's killer. By the way, did you see Benton the day of his death? Why, yes. He was in my office. You didn't have lunch with him? He didn't drink any water in your office? No, no. All he did was threaten me. Threatened me and left. I see. Well, Mr. French, it's only fair to tell you that the police do know about your past. Uh, Benton found a way of letting them know even after he was dead. Just like the man. Just like him. From what I've heard of him, it certainly was. You've given me an idea, French. Dead man told one tale. Maybe he'll also indicate who killed him. <coughs> And I'm so glad you've come. It's Dora. She's lying on the bed in her room, and she's hysterical. Glad you called me, Miss Benton. I'll go see her right away. Which room is her? The room right next to the library. You remember the library? Certainly. She used to examine your uncle there. This should be Dora's room right here. That's right. Shall I go in with you? No, that won't be necessary. I'll go in myself. I'll call you if I need anything. Miss Very Benton. well, Doctor. I'll be where you can find me. Dora. Dora, stop crying, please. This is Dr. Lyon. I'm going to help you. Go 
away. Nobody can help me go away. You've got to stop that crying, Laura. Stop it. You're making yourself sick. Sick, sick. I'm not sick. Doctor, I am too well. But he is dead, Doctor. He's dead. Mr. Benton? Yes, Dora. But he's been dead a whole day now. You weren't like this when you heard the news of his death. Oh, what different, Doctor. It takes time, maybe, before I realize no more he's here. I wanted to come back, Doctor. I wanted to come back. You can bring him back, Doctor. Nobody can bring him back, Dora. Somebody poisoned him. You know who poisoned him, Doctor? You know who do this? The police are trying to find out. I know who do it, Doctor. I know. You do, Dora? I know. Doctor, you know too. Only the, the two of us know. And the two of us, we don't talk ever. Do we, Doctor? Somewhere, Mr. French? Well, that's. I imagined you'd be surprised to see me. Actually, I was surprised to see where you were heading when I started to follow you. I, I have a business trip, Vance. Only a day or so. Really? With all the luggage I saw you check? Uh, why not? Uh, may as well tell you. I was running away. I have to get away, Vance. I don't think you do. If you were wanted, you'd be picked up no matter where you went. Don't you realize that? Running away won't solve anything. What am I going to do? Go back to your house. There are some developments pending in the meanest man murder case that I don't believe you'll want to miss. In fact, I wouldn't want you to miss them. Dr. Larkin speaking. Dr. Larkin, this is Philo Vance. Walter Benton was a patient of yours, was he not? Yes, he was, Vance, for many years. Many years. What was the matter with him? He was a sick man. His case history is here, if you care to look at it. Not right at the moment. In fact, I didn't find out you were his doctor until a few minutes ago when I called the Benton home. Miss Benton referred me to you. Is there anything else I can do for you? Yes, if you will, doctor. If Mr. Benton hadn't been poisoned, how long would he have lived? That's hard to say. As I told you, he was a pretty sick man. Did he know that? There wasn't anything that man didn't know, Vance. Have you or the police any idea who murdered him? I don't know about the police, but I have a pretty good idea, I think. If you want to know how good, meet me in my office in about an hour. I'm going to have a Mr. French, Miss Benton, and the maid Dora there. And I'm sure Mr. Markham will be on hand. I see. But I'm particularly anxious to have you. So you'll be there, won't you? Markham, this is one of the strangest cases we've ever come across. There are four people in my office who wanted to see Walter Benton dead. Yes, Martin French, Irene Benton, Dora the maid, and Dr. Larkin. But why Dr. Larkin? Benton had an uncanny faculty for making enemies, Markham. When you called this case the meanest man murder case, you weren't far from wrong. No, I think I was quite accurate in that. I wouldn't say quite that. There's a startling inaccuracy in that title, but we won't go into that right now. My private office, Martin. I see. That is something we'll go into right now, eh? Mm -hmm. I'm with you, Vance. Right. Thank you, all of you, for being so patient for waiting for us. Dora, I understand you had a nervous breakdown yesterday. You collapsed. I do not know anything. I do not say anything. You don't have to now. Dora, according to what you told Dr. Larkin when he visited you yesterday, you knew who killed Mr. Benton. And you indicated that he knew, too. Who tell you this? I told him, Dora. 
But I also told him you were hysterical and couldn't be responsible for what you said. I loved Mr. Benson very much. So I imagined from your reaction to his death. You cooked for him, Dora. You, one of the only people in this world who cared for him, could have poisoned him most easily. The only one who could have poisoned him. I do not poison him. Shall I take her in, Vance? Not yet, Markham. Dora, you're fond of Miss Benton. Miss Irene? She's like my child. My child. I bring her up. I figured that, too. Mr. French, Miss Benton, Dr. Larkin. You all had reasons, I imagine, for wanting to see Mr. Benton dead. But none of you killed him. What are you... Well, that advance, what are we waiting for? You say that Dora could have poisoned Benton very easily. That's right. She had the opportunity while cooking for him. The poison in Irene Benton's room was available to her, and she had a motive. He was being even more cruel than usual to Miss Benton. That's right, isn't it, Miss Benton? He does not have to answer. I tell you that he was even more cruel than usual to my Miss Irene. This I cannot stand. I love him, yes, but I love her, too, even more than I love him. I go to her room. I get bottle marked poison. I poison him. I do it. I do it. I'll take it downtown. We'll close up shop on this one. I wouldn't if I were you, Markham. There's no question but that she fed Mr. Benton the carborium chloride, but she didn't murder him. Well, if she didn't, who did? Nobody murdered him, Markham. Carborium chloride was the one poison that couldn't kill Walter Benton. kind of you to make me wait an hour before you'd clear up this meanest man murder case, Vance, but it was worth waiting for. Now, what was this all about? Here are the facts, Markham. Benton knew ten years ago he was going to die someday from an incurable illness that he had. Dr. Larkin is my authority for that statement. I'm not questioning it, Vance. Very well. Benton, however, was too mean to just plain die. He wanted his death to look like murder, and he wanted his niece to appear to be the murderess. But why, Vance? A grudge he held against her father for some reason or other. That's not important. But this is. Dr. Larkin told me that his laboratory tests indicate that ten years ago, he started taking carborium chloride in small doses, increasing the dose every week. His body thus became immune to it. Immune to poison? That's right. I checked it thoroughly. There are two kinds of poison, Martin. Cumulative and non-cumulative. In one of the classifications, the human body can build up an immunity if subjected to the poison in tiny doses at the beginning. Later on, the dose can be increased without danger to the subject. Right here in a book on toxicology, if you'd care to read it. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Oh, thank you. Anyhow, Markham, when your medical examiner found a quantity of carborium chloride in the dead man, he made the very natural assumption that it was the poison that caused death. What happened was this. Benton felt himself dying. Uh, excuse me for interrupting, but how is that? Again, Dr. Larkin is my authority. Dr. Larkin told me he had told Benton that death in his case would be preceded by a sharp pain, a sort of warning a few hours before death was to occur. I see. Then Benton did know he was about to die. Right. And knowing that, knowing that he had a quantity of carborium chloride in him, made the dramatic entrance and exit from this world at the police station. He knew then that he was accusing his niece of murder without ever indicting her. Why the niece, particularly? Because she used carborium chloride in her work in textile designing. Used a lot for dyes. In fact, Benton used Irene's own chemicals when he began systematically building up a resistance to the carborium. It was quite a clever plan. We're lucky it didn't work. We most certainly are. You were the reason it didn't work, Vance. You were the only way we'd ever have known that the meanest man murder case wasn't a murder case at all. Uh-huh. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.